TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We got to get to the experts, see what the experts think about it. So we go to the North Oaks Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline and bring in John Costco, Pro Football Focus. What's going on, John? What up, G. Bush? How you doing? Man, I'm doing I'm doing phenomenal. You know, we would do uh, we would do shows during the, during the regular Brown season, and um, you know, we talked about you know Deshaun Watson, and, and we both kind of said, uh, you know, if he was available, but I'm you know the, the legal stuff scares me off a bit. I, I can't really move on it if I don't know he's going to be available in 2022. Well, it it looks like you know at least preliminarily he's 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 got a better chance than he did last year of being available in 2022. Uh, evaluate and, and just as a player, so we can get this out of the way. As a player, how does Deshaun Watson compare at its best to Baker's best? So. Uh, we saw Baker's best in, in 2020, and he, the thing is, like, what we saw from him is that he needed a perfect system to be able to f- perform at that level. Everything needed to click, uh, and Baker played extremely well. He, he looked like a top ten quarterback, um, but Deshaun Watson has done that in in ideal situations with a very bad offensive line uh, for you know ever since ever since his rookie year. He's he's been a basically a top ten quarterback, and then when uh, he had even a worse situation with, you know, losing DeAndre Hopkins um, and a worse team around him because of the moves that the, the Texans made. Uh, you know, the you know poor moves that they made. He even took his game to another level and was a top three quarterback in the NFL in 2020. Um, he was our third most valuable quarterback that year. So when the best that we saw from from Deshaun Watson was was in his most recent season that he played, and it was in a, around a team that was one of the worst in the NFL. Um, and, you know, you can only do so much as a quarterback. You need help around you to be able to win games, and uh, you need weapons to be able to throw the ball to and, uh, you know, to protect you and, and whatnot. So the best we saw from Deshaun Watson is better than the best that we saw from Baker Mayfield. And you, you think about it from the context standpoint of how those situations arise, it was be- – Deshaun Watson was able to rise from the ashes of, of a really poor team, and Baker Mayfield was just the the signal caller on a really good, solid team that you know won a, a playoff game. So uh, obviously, if you're looking at it from a, I guess from a skill standpoint, and what both quarterbacks bring to the table at their best, and you say that Deshaun Watson uh, is a better quarterback, uh, well, what do you think is is I guess the asking point for Deshaun Watson? And do you think the Browns uh, would be wise to consider that that asking point um, if it is involving players and picks? Yeah, I think you, obviously you do your due diligence and, and you look into it, and you know you got to get more information than than what we probably have in the public. And you know NFL teams are, are privy to be able to do that. Um, 
I would think that it would it would take if you're gonna if you're gonna make the trade for swapping Baker for for Deshaun Watson. I would think that it would you know require moving Baker to the Texans uh, or equivalent of his talent, which you know I still say that you 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 can get a first round ta- uh, pick for for Baker Mayfield. I don't think his past year was an indictment of who he really is. If he plays on the Browns this year, I fully expect him to get back to at least an average level of quarterback play. Um, because I, I don't think he's, he's just not that bad of a quarterback. Um, so I think teams know that, and they'll, they would gladly play a, pay a first-round pick for him. But when you're talking about switching these two players, you're probably adding in another first-round pick to the Texans and probably another player, um, and maybe another, you know, some more swapping of, of random picks. But you would be able to you would be able to get similar compensation for, for what the, the, the Detroit Lions got or had to pay for it to, you know, that, how that trade went down with the, with Matthew Stafford, uh, because I think you're, you're, you know, the league perception of what Matthew Stafford was is probably similar to in terms of what Deshaun Watson is, and you might have a di- little bit of discount because of the whole legality thing and and whatnot. So I think you you could get something similar to that, maybe even a little bit cheaper than that. But it, it, it take a couple of first rounds, maybe maybe one, maybe two. And uh, at least you know two players, including Baker. Um, talking to John Costco in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Of course, he's with Pro Football Focus. When you look at philosophy, uh, there's some people who may question whether or not uh, Deshaun Watson is a fit uh, philosophically, offensively. When you look at Kevin Stefanski, for me, I, I don't, I don't see that being a problem. I mean, there. To be honest, there are people open uh, in in the scheme that Stefanski has. In, in in fact, I think that Stefanski would be able to open it up a bit more, just for the simple fact of, of what uh, Deshaun Watson's skill set would be. Uh, and when you look at it, and, and as you look at the film, uh, what do you think the fit would be, uh, and, and schematically uh, with, with Stefanski and uh, Deshaun Watson? Uh, you, there would be a it would be a great fit. I, uh, there's no question in my mind that just because Kevin Stefanski's base package is a zone outside zone play action type package, that doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson can't play in it because it's under center. Uh, he's played under center. He's thrived under under center. Uh, but then, like you said, you Kevin Stefanski would open up the playbook even further when he, he saw that in 2020 when Baker Mayfield played well. He started opening up his playbook into and expanding what he was doing beyond the, the normal base package. And, you, and Deshaun Watson would allow you to do that, uh, you know, as, as he gets comfortable in the system. And you, you saw it even with, with, like, Sean McVay, you know, you wouldn't think that, you know, with uh, Matthew Stafford, he's, he's this play-action bootleg type guy. But the thing is, he, he, he is. He's good at the, on running, uh, throwing on the move and all that stuff. So Deshaun Watson's good on throwing on the move. He can he can drop back from the pocket and you know if, if there's pressure he can evade it pretty well and he make big time plays down the field um, and then he's also a threat with the run so you can expand that in, in your arsenal of, of playing some shotgun read option type stuff so I, I would just say that the the notion that there's not a good fit schematically is just you know just unfounded uh, because he's a talented quarterback and quarterbacks can if you're a talented quarterback and you're good enough you can run any system in the NFL. Uh, you, you know, the Browns have been looking at receivers, right? Um, and obviously, they need receivers. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. no longer here. Jarvis Landry looks like he's not going to be there. 
Uh, you got Demetri Felton and Anthony Schwartz and Donovan Peoples-Jones and and pretty much that's it. You know, they bring back Njoku back uh, on a on his, uh, you know, they franchise tag him. But when you look at the receiving core, they don't really have anybody. It, it, you know, what are the free agent targets, uh, you know, for the uh, for the Browns? And, and if they are going to keep Baker, uh, what what targets are available that you think that the Browns would be able to get? Uh, with with the roster, the quarterback, and you know, with who's left available. Yeah, I'd say that you know, obviously, the top free agent uh, wide receiver that's out there right now is Allen Robinson. Um, he's he's a guy that t- took a step back last year with a rookie quarterback, and the situation in Chicago wasn't great. But he's ever other than just that one season, he's graded as a top fifteen wide receiver in the NFL with legitimate number one wide receiver ability. Um, and I think that if you if you can't tra- you know I think there's been those rumors out there that you're, you're trying to trade for Amari Cooper and if that happens that would be a really good fit that's that's a great player right there um, but Allen Robinson is, is just up there with Amari Cooper in terms of the ability to you know run run crisp clean routes uh, he's great on great at all levels of the field he can run slants posts digs um, you know comebacks outbreakers so he, he's he can run the whole route tree, and he does it with really reliable hands. He's 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 not like the fastest blazer of the game, but what he can do is he's explosive off the line and create separation. So uh, he would be the top guy, I'd say, on the free agent market. Some other guys that would be you know maybe lower down. Um, you know, you're trying to stretch the defense with like maybe a DJ Shark or a Will Fuller. Those guys would come cheaper, uh, especially with Will Fuller, who has his injury issues, especially last year. Um, but if he's healthy, uh, he's, he's definitely a legitimate deep threat, uh, that would, you know, open up the offense. And I think, uh, he would, he would be a good fit in the Browns offense. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, people have been talking about, uh, him possibly. And I, I kind of said this a while ago, I, I just, you know, someone, you know, a couple sources told me that, you know, Clowney wasn't likely to sign back with the Browns, um, Talk about a little bit if the Browns aren't able to kind of, you know, replace him in that sort of skill set. Uh, are they going to, you know, possibly take a, a step backwards up front in not having a guy who has that athletic ability and, and just I wouldn't say pass rush ability, but I would say motor uh, and able to play the run and able to actually be athletic enough to chase people down opposite of Miles Garrett. Yeah, they, they need to do something, right? Because all the reports out there are, are unlikely that he's going to return to the Browns, which was always the case. If he played well, some you know teams would pay up for him because of the sack numbers and, and the talent that he has. And if he didn't play well, why would the Browns want to bring him back, right? So I think it was always going to be a one-year thing, and they were going to retool the the, the uh, you know defensive line in terms of off, opposite of Miles Garrett. I think there's there's some good prospects out there for the. For the edge defender, you know, maybe you bring back Emmanuel Ogba, who's who's played really well the past few years for the Dolphins. Um, you've got guys like Hassan Reddick, who's, you know, further down the list in terms of, you know, good players in the league that can, you know, be serviceable there. Um, and then you could even do, like, the older route where you, you like, they seem to have done the past couple of years where they they get a guy, an older guy on a one-year contract. Jerry Hughes out of Buffalo would, would be a really good signing there. Um, he's been really productive still for at his age of 33 plus. Um, even Justin Houston's out there, and uh, there's there's good options that the Browns could have 
that really aren't long-term, you know, you know, the situation for them. And you'd probably look towards a draft and, you know, maybe, maybe at 13 where they would be looking to sign a, or draft a, a, an edge defender like a, a George Carlathis would be a guy. If he dropped to there, he would be a, a really good value for the Browns. He's a, uh, a stud out of, of Purdue um, that that can get after the passer. So they have options, and this is a, definitely a, a good draft class to have a need at edge because it's not only strong at the top, but it's really you know it has really quality depth uh, in the in the top 100. So uh, they will. They're going to retool this, and not having Clowney back isn't the worst thing in the world for them. Right, and, and kind of wrapping up here, uh, you, when you look at this, <laughs> I, I was just looking at the AFC teams, and I saw just the 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 improvement in the AFC teams. I, I think you know the Chargers go out and they go, they keep Mike Williams, and then they go out uh, and and get Khalil Mack to kind of put him with, with Joey Bosa. Uh, and then you, you look at what the Denver Broncos did and getting Russell Wilson. Uh, they have they have some nice receivers there. You know, Jerry Judy, um, they, got, they got a couple other guys there that can, you know, that can catch the football. You know, when you look at the way the AFC is today, talk, I mean, how, how difficult is it going to be uh, in the AFC to, to, you know, get into the playoffs and make a run with the quarterbacks that we're seeing uh, develop. Even – and all these guys are young. I mean, in their primes. I don't – there's nobody that, you know, Lamar Jackson and Allen and Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and now Russell Wilson is, is there now too. How difficult is it going to be to come out of the AFC um, if you don't have a quarterback? Yeah, it's going to be brutal. You look at the top – just from last year, just record-wise, look at the top 13 teams. The Broncos were the 13th, you know, in terms of just record. They were the 13th best team in the NFL, uh, the AFC last year at 7-10. and 10. So they had a really good team. They just didn't have the quarterback to be able to get them over the hump into the playoffs. So uh, that would, that would you know, add Russell Wilson, and you do that. You get into the playoffs, right? So, like, Baltimore Ravens were 8-9. They had, Lamar Jackson was, was hurt for a good chunk of the year. You know, maybe he's healthy. He gets them a couple more wins. They're in the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts were basically one win away from the playoffs. They, if they, whatever they do with their quarterback situation now, they're likely looking to upgrade that. It's going to be another uh, another team on the that's going to try to get you know maybe bumped out, maybe get in. It's going to bump out another team that the, you know the Raiders got into the playoffs. It's brutal. It is absolutely brutal. You look at that AFC West. All four of those teams could make the playoffs next year. Uh, you, you look at. What they did this year with the, with the Raiders getting in, the Chiefs, we know how good they are. The Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they they solidified themselves as a legitimate contender every single year now. Uh, it, it, and Tennessee, they have Brian Tannehill. He's not maybe the best in the league, but he's he's very good. And you got Josh Allen, who is just coming into his own and, and looking like a beast. So it, it's absolutely brutal. Every single team here, maybe the Dolphins don't have like the surefire guy at their at their signal caller position. There's you know question marks about Tua, but I mean you, you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. You expect him to be better and that team to be better than they were last year. So it's just going to be that much. It's just incredibly competitive with these you know these quarterbacks and these teams that are really building strong teams. So um, you know you only had three teams with fewer than seven wins last year in the AFC. So it's it's going to be. It's going to be a bloodbath in the AFC, especially the AFC West, and even the even the AFC North with 
You know, we know the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they don't have a, a quarterback right now, but they're always a very good team year in, year out, despite that. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger being, you know, not for himself, uh, like back in his prime the past couple of years. So it's going to be brutal. And really quickly, last question here. You just mentioned the Steelers. You know, sometimes people think the Browns, it would be bad if the Browns didn't get him uh, or or had get Deshaun Watson. But uh, I, I think the, the worst of the two evils is Deshaun Watson going to the Steelers. <laughs> if Deshaun Watson goes to the Steelers, Somehow, like, what is what does that mean for the Browns? Um, that means that they have the the fourth best quarterback in the division, and you're in trouble uh, because it's just the talent. That I mean, the talent the Pittsburgh Steelers. Have, I don't think he's going to go there. I think uh, there were reports last night that I was seeing that the the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't interested. But if he, you know, if those are not true, and he ends up going there. I mean, it just makes this division that much harder. You've got Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and, and Deshaun Watson to, to face against, you know, six times a year. On top of the rest of the AFC that you have to, com- you know, compete against, it's gonna, it's brutal. I mean, it's absolutely brutal. You, you don't, if you don't have that surefire guy at that quarterback position, um, and if you don't have the the upper hand at that, it's the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs are, are favored in pretty much every single game. They have the upper hand at that quarterback position. And the team around them is also strong, but they have the upper hand. And when you don't have that upper hand, it's it's tough to win in this league. And you saw it this year with the Browns; they went eight and nine with with bad quarterback play this year, which is you know kind of impressive in itself. But in previous years for Browns, if they didn't have good quarterback play, you're looking at drafting in the top five because they they didn't have a strong team. The Browns have a really strong team, and even with bad quarterback play last year, they were able to win eight games. It just wasn't enough to get you into the playoffs. So they need. You know, they need to have that upper hand at the quarterback position, and does Baker Mayfield provide that for you? Good question. John, thank you so much. Great stuff from you as always. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you again soon. Hi, good good talking with the G. Bush. You have a great rest of your week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.